0: It's time for Talk With on 1430 WNAV and 99.9 FM in the city. An opportunity to speak with various government, political, and community leaders about the issues that affect you. Each week, we interview the newsmakers in Anne Arundel County, Queen Anne's County, and our state leaders. Now, here's the host of Talk With, WNAV News Director, Rita Rich.
1: And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Talk with on WNAB Radio. Here in studio is a young dude named Dewan Gay. And how old are you? I'm
0: 22 years old. And
1: you? How long have you been in City Council? This your first term?
0: Uh, this is, and I've been in the council, I believe, four months. I got uh, sworn in in July, yeah, um, just after the special election.
1: And that's. Pretty cool because um, I think um, you were known as a kid from one of the projects around here who got air conditioning units. You put out a big appeal on social media for that. Where do you live?
0: Yeah, so... I think that was back in 2016. Um, I lived in Eastport Terrace at the time, which is just off of President Street. Um, and they didn't have Central Air, so we organized, myself, Barbara Weber, uh, uh, Debbie Driscoll Brown, got together. Um, we organized a small drive, uh, raised about $16,000 in three days. It um, supplied air conditionings to 85 families um, in the city of Annapolis, so it was a great project. Um, um, and it was something you know good to do uh, for, for our communities and for our neighbors.
1: It's brutal in a summertime in Maryland.
0: With no heat. <laughs> I mean, with no air, absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs>
1: absolutely. So you grew up, uh, where did you grow up?
0: Yeah, so I lived in Annapolis for about 11 years. Uh, prior to, I lived in Severna Park, Baltimore, uh, but we kind of made this home uh, once I started middle school over at Bates Middle, um, and I've been here ever since.
1: Where do you go co- college? I'm assuming uh, you're still there. Right? Yeah,
0: I'm still in school and still in college. I'm at the University of Maryland Eastern Shore. Uh, which is about two hours away from here. Uh, beautiful Princess in Maryland, you know, on the Eastern Shore. When the bridge is not backed up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when the br- bridge is backed up, it's a six-hour drive. Yeah, I'm it's, sure. it's insane. <laughs> so, do you? How often do you commute?
0: Uh, so I haven't commute uh, commuted at all this semester uh, due to, you know, me starting this role. That's been my primary focus is just kind of uh, figure out a way how to balance both uh, getting engaged in the government, learning as much as I can as quickly as possible so I can kind of be active um, on behalf of my residents.
1: Now, who are your residents now?
0: Uh, so we have uh, a pretty large ward due to, you know, the, the, the uh, line boundaries is kind of crazy to follow, uh, but it's... Uh, Mostly all of President Street, everything to the left, Eastport Terrace, Harbor House, Bay Ridge Gardens, um, Robin Wood, all of Tyler Avenue. Um, we've got Colony Drive, Boucher um, Ave, a little bit of the back of Spa Road as well, um, and Hilltop. So it's a large ward kind of smacked in uh, the middle of the, of the center of the city. I kind of, uh, I always say that it's the most diverse in terms of race and socioeconomics. Uh, we have a mix of both. Um, I think that's what makes it really special. Um, so I'm eager to uh, get engaged and uh, kind of change the narrative of that war from uh, the perspective of, um, you know, we're uh, always associated with the violence on President Street and things like that. Um, and I think that's uh, just a small piece of who we are. So I'm excited to carry that role through.
1: What's the state of of the lawsuit against the city when it comes to public housing and, and the administration of the pu- public housing?
0: Yeah. So I really haven't uh, had the opportunity to be involved in that. Uh, uh, one of the first things I did uh, when I was sworn in was I uh, get uh, an opinion from the Ethics uh, Commission on my involvement. Obviously, uh, my mother, is uh, being a member of that lawsuit, it would make things very difficult for me to vote on, <laughs> a lawsuit that it, uh, has to deal with my family. So I've recused myself from that. Uh, so I really haven't been following it maybe as close as some of my mm-hmm. colleagues have been.
1: Your mother hasn't told you anything?
0: We have not talked about it. <laughs> <And> <laughs> oh, I don't... come on here. <laughs> don't lie. Yeah. Give me
1: some news, because nobody's <laughs> talking about it, well, and it's still a—it's been like a thorn in the side of the city for it, as long as I've—I've I've done the history lesson yeah. on this. Well, well
0: definitely, I, what I will say is that uh, you know it's obviously concerning um, the state of uh, some of the communities that are uh, within our city, um, and so we can't continue to turn the blind eye. Um, I think I'm. I appreciate that uh, it's brought some attention to the issues that uh, residents of public housing face. I think that's most important. So yeah, I, I do appreciate it for that.
1: Yeah. Well, I think they've got like 70 inspectors. I, I was talking to all the of Finlayson about it. And even if they hire more, it's still going to take years and years to get every unit so, looked at and inspectors and then cleaned up.
0: Yeah, and I I, I, th- I don't think the issue is, you know, we've sat down um, as members of the city uh, um, with, with HACA as well. I don't think the issue is doing the inspections. It's uh, going back and making sure that everything uh, is taken care of. I mean, we can you know you can hire a bunch of people to get the inspections done but if you don't have uh, the financing uh, to fix those units and, and and things like that then it makes it a little more difficult uh, so that's also a part of our job is to create the um the revenue uh to to fund projects like that although they are separate uh the city has stepped in um in the past to work those things out so yeah
1: it is like a tale of two cities you've got the housing authority and then and then you have the city yeah and it, But it, it's counterintuitive to keep it separate because people are living in the city.
0: Yeah, I always say, you know, that um, it's not a city issue, but they're city residents. Um, and we have to treat them as so. Um, and that's why I think sometimes I get so passionate about uh, these issues because, uh, you know, I've lived in, 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 in these communities for quite some time now. And I think my mom has been in those communities for eight years. Um, so I've seen um, the growth in certain areas, um, and I've seen the constant uh, neglect in certain areas as well. So it's it's been a little concerning.
1: Yeah, it's the neglect we all want to talk about. But tonight there's another council meeting, right? Yeah. And I see this Ordinance 38-19 that's got your name on it. And it's basically trying to change the name of the Housing and Community Development Community mm-hmm. uh, Committee To something I love all the strikeouts and when when they write up on a a bill here to make it the uh, an affordable housing and community equity development commission. Okay, interpret that for me.
0: Yeah, Uh, so I had the opportunity to um, take over as the chair of the uh, housing. and Community Development Committee that's the current name of it uh, but we intend to change it to the um, Affordable Housing Community Equity Development Commission uh, Commission because it makes it simple uh, because our boards and commissions are uh, with residents um, and our committees are standing committees where uh, older uh, people serve so we mm-hmm. decided to just separate that uh, but the affordable housing is uh, key it, it, it was the housing uh, commission. Where we threw the affordable in front of there because uh, that's a crisis in our city right now. Um, you know, I always say <laughs> that be, be, even being an older person, uh, it, it's tough living in Ward 6 because your options are uh, public housing or a million dollar uh, home on the water. Uh, So, (laughs) we don't really make room for young people. We don't make room for uh, working class families. Um, And that's something that I'm really committed to focusing on. Um, And I don't don't think it's been done intentionally. I think this is just, uh, has been, you know, a trend in housing. And, and, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's based on market uh, rates and things like that. Uh, But I think that we can uh, take the necessary steps to provide affordable housing within our city. Um, Mm -hmm. I really look forward to doing that. And we uh, put in the community equity development Uh, Because it's it's critical that when we talk about these communities uh, and providing opportunities that we talk about the bottom uh, layer of economics and, and, and funding. Uh, equally funding those communities um, and investing into those communities as we would our downtown area um, and giving them the same opportunities, uh, providing um, incentives for small businesses to grow uh, throughout uh, these communities. So I I think that with all of that being said, uh, this is just really geared toward uh, creating an equal playing field, I would say, um, across the city.
1: Well, you know, some people call it workforce housing. Um, and You know, I always... And I, I've talked to the mayor about this, people who do all the heavy lifting, the, the public sanitation pe- workers, the public works, uh, the people who just keep the city running when everybody else is home, they cannot afford to live in a city. Yeah. And I don't know, I mean, how do you create housing that's not uh, public housing, yeah. you know, to, to keep these people here? And... When you look at the the people living and working and walking around downtown, they don't look too young to me. They look mm. kind of like my age, which is probably your mom's age, <laughs> and uh and and a little bit uh gray in the temples. Yeah,
0: it's a certain demographic. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the
1: young people can't move back here, can yeah. they?
0: Yeah, um, and that's been the challenge. You know, uh, I love this city. I've lived here for eleven years. Um, You know, and I see so many of my friends, once we start to graduate college uh, uh, or once they start to get into their careers, they leave. And I'm like, why? I love it here. You know, this we've grown up here. This is an opportunity for us to start families and things. And, you know, because they can't afford it, they have to uh, go to the county or go to other cities. Um, And that's not what we really want to be known for. Uh, So I I do think that there are ways uh, to create affordable housing uh, within the city. Um, it's uh, and it's also all about making it attractive for the developer as well, uh, mm-hmm. because that there is that relationship. No matter how may, no matter how we may want to neglect uh, the fact that they do you know work hand in hand. Um, there is that relationship in, in making sure that we say uh, it, it, and it, we we understand that we have this affordable housing crisis, and we would appreciate it if you could help us in this way through whatever incentive it may be. Uh, but the out out income um is creating uh, affordable housing for our residents.
1: We'll be back with more talk with this is Dewan Gay. He's an alderman from the 6th Ward in the City of Annapolis. I'm Rita Rich, back in a moment. <music> And we're back with we Talk With, I'm Rita Rich, and I've got Dewan Gay, who is 22 years old. He's a city alderman from Ward 6 in the city of Annapolis. And we're talking about trying to get people to want to build housing that's affordable. And, I, and it's, all, it's just access to to money, you okay. know. It's access. People need to have loans to get their their first home. Nobody wants to get anything for nothing, uh, but some pl- people get 30 years fixed mortgages, and they stay there 30 years or they stay there for as long as they can, and, and and it's trying to throw the dice and say, hey, you're worth giving money to and lending you this money. So what have you and the mayor and other members of the council been ta- doing to talk to financial institutions to say, let's get this money there?
0: Well. Uh, I'm not sure really what my colleagues do in this um, you know spare time. Um, we've talked about it uh, briefly um, in our housing and community development excuse me our housing and community uh, development meetings in regards to um, uh, figuring out ways to like you said create the funding uh, but most importantly get people interested in, uh building here uh one of the issues obviously would be zoning and things like that uh, which will be a challenge because uh when you talk about communities especially like mines and my wards which i'll speak to um we obviously would have to increase the density in that area uh to make it more um attractive um and with increased density we have to talk about um the infrastructure surrounding it and how that would have to be repaired um and the existing projects that are within that same distance as well. We have a number of tasks for us right now. Um, The Eastport um, Eastport Forest Drive Sector Study is coming up as well which will be critical in in, in, in determining traffic patterns in that area which would uh, essentially affect our development plans. Um, So there are a number of things uh, that are on the table right now that will help us uh, and the comprehensive plan as well uh, that will help Mm -hmm. us get to that point. Of establishing guidelines uh, for affordable housing, where it will be, um, and what we intend to put, uh, what we or how we intend uh, to finance it as well. Um, and
1: everybody talks about mixed use too. You want mm-hmm. people to be able to live as close as they can to public transit. You don't have to worry about a subway, but do you want to live on top of a bus depot, for instance? Uh, do you want to live on top of the dry cleaner and the for lack of a better word, a small grocery or a Mm -hmm. bodega-type situation. I I don't know how people would feel about having all this mixed-use stuff going on. Like, do you want to live on top of a public parking lot?
0: Yeah. So, you know what's funny is is because our city is – we're at this point where we're realizing, oh, my gosh, we are an urban city. (laughs) You know, uh, it is not um, Annapolis, you know –
1: colonial era yeah colonial
0: yeah and yeah. you know before I get in trouble <laughs> let me say i love I-, I always said during the campaign that we have to figure out a way to preserve our history but also accept the future and that it is a different time and if that means that we have to uh, look into um, innovative ways to increase our, our, our public transportation uh, through electric uh, vehicles through autonomous vehicles um, if that means that we have to look at mixed-use uh, development properties uh, where, where we're conserving the space in the environment around us uh, but also creating homes for people um, you know technology and the growth that we bring into that there are a number of uh, uh, of, of significant changes that will come to our city over the course of the next five and 10 years uh, to catch us up and to get us on pace uh, with with what's happening around us um, and I think that's something that we should definitely accept while also still um, understanding that we are were a, a, a city that kind of um, helped found found this uh, nation so I think it's, it's, it's critical to um, take all of that into play
1: yeah and then unfortunately your city with water tables probably rising as i speak mm. it is prone to flooding yeah and you know everybody wants to live to, to overlook the water but it might we'll, not be we'll possible all have, right? we'll all have
0: waterfront property soon if we don't begin to take it serious yeah. you know yeah um and that, and uh i think that uh w- with the um reports that we have coming out now and some of the construction that we'll have done um, in the downtown area i think that will be addressed um, Is something that uh, we've discussed n- uh, numerous times since I've been on the council, which I, which makes me happy because we aren't, uh, you know, pushing it down and waiting until the last possible minute uh, to react to this.
1: Well, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> you can't build or push earth when it's underwater. It's very expensive to try, and nobody wants to pay for it, yeah. frankly. But I know that the mayor has some very large, grandiose visions about trying to put more public uh, pathways that are reliant on your two feet and a bicycle or a motorized bicycle uh, instead of having us be in cars. And I don't blame them because having hulks of steel colliding is kind of disturbing. I mean, even this morning, it was quite some distance from here, about 25 miles from here, but there was a collision mm. of, well, 11 vehicles. Yeah. On, right in the northern tip of uh the, of the county so yeah it's it's scary to have so many cars around uh, but then there's also problems with people wanting to steal bicycles mm-hmm. in this city i know i cover a lot of the police beat stuff yeah so it's what do you do with people who feel that uh, they're so disenfranchised that there is a crime problem that there there a lot of crime is with youth yeah And of all colors, Mm -hmm. they get bored or they just want what they want when they want it.
0: Well, I think that uh, poverty breeds crime. Um, And so when you uh, put people in isolated communities uh, with lack of resources um, and you uh, continue to neglect them for years and years uh, and put them um, in a position where they feel that uh, their government may have not cared for them previously or... uh, that they may, uh, that they, they feel that they're the last priority. People retaliate and they do what is necessary uh, to survive. Now, granted, it, it may not be the best thing to do. Uh, I'm definitely not an advocate for violence uh, in any way, shape, or form, uh, but it happens in our communities. Um, and I, I've talked about that when I ran <laughs> the first time when I was 18 years old, and I talked about it this time when I ran about our need to invest in these communities and give people an opportunity give people a chance Uh, we you know whether it be through uh, um, you know getting people prepared for uh, academic opportunities through college or trade programs where they learn strong skills uh, that'll give them career opportunities um, or whether it be from a recreational standpoint you mentioned youth um, and our issues that we have with that and and finding uh, the necessary after school programs to keep them engaged um, and finding the resources and the funding uh, to provide and put it 21st century technology um, into their uh, community centers um, and recreational centers so that they're able to keep up with their, uh, counter class, uh, with their classmates. Um, we've got a lot of work to do um, to kind of bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is definitely uh, critical that we start the groundwork now uh, so that it's not too late, um, you know, we don't want to let it get to the point where we say, oh, we can't fix it at all. I think we jump in now, you know, um, and try to put our hands on it in the best way possible.
1: I don't think a politician would ever say they can't fix it. Uh, eventually, they'll get to it. Um, and it's not just the city. It has to be the county, you know, the public uh, school system. Um, but uh, what do you think about private schools and, uh, and people's access to that or and homeschooling?
0: Yeah. Well, I think uh, I'm not a parent yet. I would love to be a parent soon, but I'm not yet, so I don't really. Uh,
1: if your mother's listening, she's saying, oh, thank you for <laughs> that. Thanks, no, Uh I,
0: I don't want to. Uh, I don't really like to get in the way of, uh, you know, that's a private decision yet, um, on where you would like to send your child uh, to receive um, an education if you have the funds to do so. Uh, then you should be able to do so. Uh, but that doesn't uh, mean that we should uh, neglect funding our, our, our public schools uh, so that those students have the same potential to succeed as a student uh, who can't afford um, um, you know, um, a, a different uh, education or an alternative education um, venue.
1: Well, we'll take a quick break. This is Talk With. I'm with Dewan Gay. He is the sixth ward alumnus from the city of Annapolis. I'm Rita Rich. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to Talk With. This is Rita Rich. I'm with Dewan Gay. He's the alderman from the sixth ward in the city of Annapolis. And we would when we last talked, we were talking about education. But let's you want to a um a city council luncheon, is it? Or a meeting earlier today? Oh,
0: oh no! Yeah, we do like our yeah council lunches. Um, that's where
1: they serve a few uh, bagels and cream cheese and stuff.
0: <laughs> no? Yeah, the small things. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the small things. So anything that, that that will precede tonight's council meeting, you can tell me about.
0: Um, it'll be a packed agenda. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we got, we got a lot of things on the agenda tonight. I, I assume it's out to the public by this point. so oh, I, yeah, yes. it's posted. It. Yeah. Um, uh, the appointment of the new city um, manager uh, will take place tonight. Uh, new city attorney will take place tonight as well. Um, we will also discuss the short-term rental legislation, which is um, a fan favorite right now um <laughs>
1: it, it it better be because it's so long huh what, the twenty four amendments <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, um, there are a number of minutes uh amendments um actually um on the uh, on the table that we that have already currently been heard and um, some that may uh be flexed in tonight um
1: so this is like the second reading of the, uh, of this or i I can't get trap of uh so right all now we're, systems
0: yeah we are um on the second reader's deal with public hearing tonight. What if voted on? It could move it to the third reader. Um, there are just a number of avenues that could take place because of the amendments. So I don't want to tell you that we'll be on third reader and you know an it amendment. Yeah, an amendment switches it to you know back to like public hearing or something like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think that we'll just kind of take uh, take the the, uh, the pace of you know how the uh, the floor feels about some of the amendments that we have proposed.
1: Do you you, you got in trouble in the Capital Gazette? Recorded at your Instagram account, <laughs> um, the rich people's problems. Do do you think that people invest in property here because they just want to make a buck off of short term renters, or do you think that it, it's they, they retired and they can't unload their property. What, which, one, <laughs> which is it for you?
0: No, I think we have a, um, a mix of two. Um, we have some families that have been here for a while and they have these second homes that they uh, really don't want to part ways with, so they use short-term rentals uh, as a way to uh, make some extra cash to uh, pay for those properties. Uh, we also have instances where we have uh, these big corporations marketing uh Their properties as investments, and that's where we get into, you know, as what I quoted as "quote unquote" rich people problems. Uh, uh When people are there saying that, well, this is an investment, and I make this amount of much money off of it, and I risk losing that. Um, that's where we have. I think that's where. There's this kind of issue with the with the legislation itself because you have people who show up and they uh, say that this is it's a neighborhood character issue, and then you have people who are complaining because it's a business. You know, this is how they make funds uh, to not only support themselves but to support their properties. Um, so it, it, it's a complex issue. Um, it's, it's, it's an issue more uh of uh, that, that that takes place more in uh ward 1 than it would in my ward certainly mm-hmm. um so it's an isolated issue um mm-hmm. so you know I, my my whole thought process behind this has been you know, to be very careful that we don't uh, create unnecessary uh issues for the surrounding wards due to um you know the issue of one ward
1: well you, you don't want to create an us versus them because everybody's an Anapolitan, right? You know, Ellie Tierney has a right to to represent her ward mm-hmm. as much as you want to represent yours, but she had to recuse herself because she owns a regular bed and breakfast yeah. that already goes through a certain amount of regulations and inspections. Mm-hmm. And then when I've talked to Sheila Finlayson, uh, I think she's the fourth ward, she pretty much said we need to make sure that people are, when there's a problem, we can, Call a manager and somebody shows up, you know, whether it's a frozen water pipe or any other issue. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is complex. It's juggling a lot of balls trying to keep them all in the air, keep everybody wanting to stay here.
0: Yeah, absolutely agreed. Um,
1: it's gonna be fun tonight, huh?
0: <laughs> you know, I'll, I, yeah, it, it will be. Um, it will be just because I think that there are solutions. I, I look around at some of uh, the surrounding jurisdictions uh, that have made the change changes. I look at state uh, or, or, or towns like Savannah, Georgia, uh, that have, you know, in my opinion, passed some of the best legislation to handle this approach. Um, New Orleans. Um, so there are a number of avenues that we could take to get uh, to an agreement. Um, you know, I think that it just takes uh, all of us realizing. Um, How, uh, you know, that there are different, like you said, different uh, perspectives to each of this so that, Mm -hmm. you know, you won't, everybody doesn't get what they want in the end. I mean, um, so that's uh, something that we'll have to work through tonight to kind of make all of our, uh, all of our our, our residents happy.
1: Well, lucky you're a student because you know how to do homework. (laughs) We'll take a break. We'll come back in a few moments. This is Talk With on 1430 WNAV. And we're back with we talk with our last segment with Dewan Gay. We're almost on here. You've done such a great job of explaining things to me. Uh, and I realize it's very tough to be specific with giving me answers when you just don't have them. It is that fluid with when you're making laws and you you take public comments into account. Yeah very flexible. So it, does it ever get frustrating to think that something is not getting accomplished? You've been in here for like four months and mm. you probably observed it for, what, four or five years before you got elected.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think that's where part of the frustration came from with the uh, whole Instagram thing um, is because, you know, I, I care about the, the short-term rental legislation. I understand that people feel that their communities are, um, are not the same as when they've purchased them um, originally, um, and that's something that we have to take into account. Um, but I do get frustrated because we spend significant amount of time on uh, issues like that. When, as we've mentioned, we do have uh, these serious issues and um, in, in our communities uh, with crime, um, educational issues, uh, people having uh, difficulty finding jobs, transportation. Um, so. I think I'd just like us to take on more of a workload. <laughs> I, I, I'd i say all the time, I don't mind it. We could be there until 3 a.m. As long as we're working on something, you know, um, as long as we're getting something done on behalf of our residents. We can have 15 meetings a week if we needed to. But is, if we're changing the outcome of someone's life, I mean, that's what we're elected for. That's mm-hmm. our jobs. That's, um, you know, kind of what we're supposed to do. Uh, that's what I hope to do. Uh, so, you know, uh, I really, I think we will eventually um, get to that point where uh, we do realize that there are some uh, significant issues out there in some of our uh, more isolated communities that we have to put a little more focus on.
1: Well, name an isolated issue. Just give me one isolated issue that you can be as specific as possible on, just based on what people are talking to you about.
0: From my com- from my communities? That's
1: what you're an expert in.
0: Yeah. Um... Basically, well, I guess getting back to what we uh, spoke about earlier, I guess crime right now Mm -hmm. um, is at the forefront of everyone's uh, mind. We just had a shooting over in Eastport. uh, And then the day after that, unfortunately, um, an 18-year-old child was uh, murdered um, just in a community just off of Forest Drive. Um, And this has unfortunately been a trend um, in our communities over the course of the last year. Um, And really, over the course of the last two years, losing uh, young people. Um, So that's definitely something that we kind of want to put a little more focus on and preventing those uh, things from taking place.
1: Well, how can you stop a person from pulling a gun on another person other than saying, well, okay, no more guns? That's controversial, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's very controversial. But nine times out of ten, the person that pulled the gun on the other person uh, did it for uh, probably a reason... uh, that we talked about earlier as well as um, when you're in, in, in those situations of poverty and, and where you feel like you have to fight for survival, um, for whether it be financial resources uh, to, you know, provide for your family or um, whatever the, the case may be. Um, so we have to get to a point where we don't have those, those issues in the community. I mean, if you're out at work or in school learning or um, engaged in some sort of Uh, activity within your community, you don't have the time to shoot anybody. Um, You know, I hate to use this comparison, but look at Boucher Place just on the back side of us. Nobody's shooting over there because they don't have the same concerns uh, that we have in our communities. Um, So... There, there always has to be a balance, and I think that's the job of myself as the elected official with this very diverse war, is to figure out a way to get us all on the same uh, page um, and the same point where we don't have these uh, continued issues.
1: Mm. So it's not the guns. It's 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 activities other than the guns, where people don't feel like they have to pack a weapon.
0: Yeah. It's, it's that crime breeds poverty thing that I talked about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, then there's this MS-13 thing that's going on too, and we, that's like a worthy of a whole hour of con- conversation, but we just don't have that time. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got to wrap it up. I've been talking to Dewan Gay, and if you'd like to be on talk with, you can contact me at Rita R-I-T-A at W-N-A-V dot com. If you've got anything you want to rebut, but if you don't. That's fine, too. We're here for you to listen. We're 1430 WNAV in the city at 99.9 FM. We're your hometown station, WNAV.
0: You've been listening to Talk With on 1430 WNAV and 99.9 FM in the city. A weekly program focusing on various government, political, and community leaders speaking about the issues that affect you. Join us again next Monday afternoon at 2 for Talk With, on your hometown station, 99.9 FM and 1430 WNAV.